afternoon, Trish TV here, and I'm very excited to be here with uh, the amazing Jody Ellis, who is one of Australia's leading financial analysts. And I talk to Jody quite regularly because uh, trading is something that I do in the background of what I'm doing to with my uh, speaking business. And uh, one of the qualities of resilience is resilient finance, because if your finances are all over the shop, then it's going to affect your mental health and your future and your equilibrium. So this comes under the category of resilient finance. And that means looking to the future, seeing what is going on and how it may or may not affect you and the decisions that you make with your money. So welcome to the show, Jody. Thanks, Trish. Glad to be here. That's great. Well, look, I, we were very specific in our pre-record, pre, uh, pre-air talks where we're, what we want to do is talk about next Tuesday, We've got the Trump or Biden show, the election, and one of them is going to win. We know that. Uh, and each man has got a different philosophy towards economics and it's going to take, it's going to affect world, world trade very differently. And that is going to have a flow on effect to Australia. So Jody, talk to me about, talk to us about um, how that works. And if you're watching live, please, Feel free to um, make a comment or, or something, and, and I'll I'll be keep an eye on them, and I can post them on here um, if you if you if you if you game. So um, I'm happy to do that, but it'd be great to have you here. Um, so Jody, what is it about this election that's going to affect Australia? Well, first off, this is a pivotal election. The we've never uh, had a more serious situation in world economy since World War Two. And we've got COVID, we've got uh, a more aggressive stance from China, we've got Europe talking about shutting down again, uh, we've got Australia just starting to open up and as we go into summer, the winter's hitting, America's got uh, an increasing death toll and you know, COVID is a major stress for everybody. But in the middle of that, um, uh, we've got the US election, it will go in two different directions and that's going to impact Australia. People forget that more than 20 of our top 200 stocks, including BHP, Rio, Westpac, uh, Ansel Rubber, Fortescue Metals, all big companies, a lot of those top 10 companies and top 20 companies, and they are listed in New York. It's right. very hard for BHP to go up in Australia and BHP in America goes down. It doesn't work like that. So okay. BHP in America down, BHP in Australia down. BHP in America up, BHP in Australia up. And that's and our we, top 20, you said, the top yeah, 20. We've got, we've got top 20 stocks that are mm. listed over there. And one of the big ones that, that impacts um, a lot of people, because a lot of people are interested in bank shares. They've got reasonable returns. They're regarded as a double A or triple A investment, depending on which, which bank you're talking about. And a lot of people use them in their self-managed super to give them a bit of capital growth and equity and sure. dividend returns. We've seen the banks in Australia come up with um, a reduction in dividends but it's not too bad because all they did was reduce the dividends to about the current price. Basically, you get 5% from a bank uh, in a share and you get about 1.25% if you're really lucky from a bank by putting cash in the bank. 
and uh, Westpac is listed in. So it's literally the Australian the share price is the Australian share price by the US dollar. That's what it is in. in in the US. And so we can't get a significant divergence between the two markets. We're a global market now. Right. Okay. ANZ has a direct tie up with Bank of Scotland listed in the UK. So we're in a global market. We've got, uh, we're affected by their drawdowns. And yet, um, if they get us, America gets a stimulus package, which we know they will get, uh, then way their market goes and our market goes up with it we don't get the stimulus package but our market still goes up great so we benefit from the stimulation in america yes yes and the uh, um it it's actually a little bit despite the fact that we start with you know there's COVID and china and and lockdowns and, and economic stress and you know increasing unemployment and we end with stock market uh, is going to rally, the US market's going to rally, and the Australian market is going to rally, and we're totally undervalued. There's opportunities to make money and invest money in the stock market and in the equity market in general now that haven't been around since post-GFC, you know, that 2011-2012 period where everyone felt very doomy and gloomy was actually a sensational time to jump into the marketplace. If you knew where to jump. Yes. <laughs> so, I'm sure there were people jumping into some parts of the market that weren't the right the right end of the pool. But yes. uh, that's so, and you're saying it's going to go up regardless of who gets in initially. Yes. The but they'll go up. There's two different um, uh, strategies in play, okay. and it's balanced primarily by um, the U.S. economy and the Chinese economy. Okay. So. You can throw up the the yep. PowerPoint. Okay. And the uh, we can we can skip the first screen. Yeah. So we we have a look here, and so we've got Biden and Trump, and the market. If if uh, Biden wins, and that's the hot tip so far, um, if we're going to follow the polls. Um, the Biden wins, and what happens is we get a massive easing of conflict uh, with China, and China is Australia's biggest trading partner by a long stretch of the imagination. Now, at the moment, um, with Trump, uh, he's got the tax reforms, trickle-down economy, uh, economics, and um, business initiatives, and. You know, uh, Trump's gone a long way to prove that trickle-down economics do actually work. Uh, his policy of cutting cutting costs and all that sort of stuff for businesses has seen increased employment, uh, a prospering United States up until COVID, and uh, a lot of extra jobs, lowest unemployment level in history, et cetera, et cetera. And so from uh, the point of view of Trump winning again, the market will uh, breathe a sigh of relief. From the point of view of Biden uh, winning, uh, the market will be tense. Will the US market will still rally and it will still drag the market, the Australian market in the next two weeks. After next Tuesday, it'll take about two weeks for the market to get back to normal. And 
that will be a big easing of pressure with China and with Trump's policies, Australia is the tip of the spear which keeps getting thrown in China's face, that we are aligned with uh, America and, you know, with the 51st state of the USA and um, uh, we, um, if, if America decides to put sanctions on China, then Australia is putting sanctions on China. And we've really? seen escalation in the last, um, uh, even the last three weeks between Australia and China. And that all of that will ease under a Biden government. Right. So when you say when America puts sanctions on China, Australia will, it's not that it's Australia actually overtly does it. It's just that because our economy is so attached to America, them doing it is the same as us doing it? Well, I'm going to go the other way and say <laughs> we take our orders from America. You know, well, we've got... We've got two thirds of our naval forces deployed in the South China Sea at the present time. We've right. got at, at request of the USA for the first time in 20 years, uh, we're attending what was the Q3 uh, exercises where India, Japan and America did full naval exercises uh, against uh, Chinese aggression in the South China Sea. And now, for the first time since 2003, uh, we've got the Aussie boats out there with them and China didn't lodge a protest against India. It didn't lodge a protest against Japan, didn't lodge a protest against USA. It protested that Australia was there. And this wow. is, this is a, a Scott Morrison initiative. Um, and, you know, Scott didn't sit there and go, oh, what the heck? you know, let's send our boys over there, that this will have been added as an initiative from the US defence. Right, and would you say that that probably would have happened regardless of which government we had here in Australia? Yes, yeah, I, I would. <clears throat> okay. So, yeah, the, uh, you know, it's all, all good to say uh, Scott's, Scott's playing ball with the Americans, but traditionally a Labor government would have done it as well. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. We have to go back, back to a Keating government uh, to say, you know, that they would be more influenced by China. Right, okay. Yeah. No. All right then. Shall okay, so if, if we yep. just want to go to the next page, yep. this, this is important. Um, uh, Kamala Harris is potentially the first, well, she'll be if Biden wins, she'll be the first female VP ever, right? Okay. But uh, unlike other VPs, normally a VP is a token role and, you know, they just sort of follow the president around and, and they're sort of the guy who sits on the bench for four years. Mm. And that that's not, that's not the deal for Kamala. The talk on, on Biden is he struggled with uh, um, physically with this uh, election that uh, he's suffering from a loss of mental acuity and that he may actually resign his presidency uh, if he if he's successful, he may resign as soon as June next year. And that, and that could be the plan all that, along, you say. Sorry? That could be the plan all along. Yes, yes, I, I think it is. And I think uh, 
you've got uh, an Indian Jamaican Hindu Baptist uh, uh, black woman coming in as the ultimate ethnic minority representative. Uh, it's diversity, that's for sure. Well, and she's married to a Jewish husband, and she's um, uh, bringing up her children. Her her public statement is she's bringing up her ch- children non-denominational. So the um, it's a very interesting mix for what is traditionally a, a, a Christian white um, uh, country uh, to say this is your next uh, president of the United States. Yes, and, and I just want to say at this point, as we're, as we're listening to this, this is not a broadcast to tell people um, how the, well, any Americans listening, how they should vote or what's going to be better. Um, it's more just about how each side will affect our economy and try, yeah. you know, keeping it as, as um, impartial as we can. Well, the, yep. the thing about Kamala, um, you know, she's got a lot of draw cards. She's openly stated that her policies aren't Biden policies. And um, she's, she's uh, very strong on ending any conflict with China, going back to open trade with China. And that's, you know, for the farmers and everything in the US, that's big. And that's certainly big for, be big for our uh, industries over here as well, where we, we're having tension with China, primarily because of the US stance on China at the moment. Mm-hmm. And Canada's in the same boat. Uh, we end up with Kamala uh, leading the way and US stocks won't do as good. She's, she's wanting uh, tax reform at the top end of town, but that doesn't affect us directly because she's not reforming Australian tax and an easing on the, the Chinese trade war and a resolution of conflicts in the South China Sea, etc. Um, we see the Australian market prosper under that environment. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right then. What's next? Uh, throw the throw the next slide on. Okay. Um, now we're we're sitting here, and I just finished having an argument with the um, uh, head of big brokerage in. Uh, uh, Melbourne and the woman was saying, oh, if they, if the, uh, um, they hadn't walked away from stimulus last night, the market would have gone up because there's so many companies coming out with results that are uh, um, uh, much better than, than uh, expected. So the US market should have gone up last night, etc., etc." And I right. said, no, no, it shouldn't. Uh, eight of the last 10 elections, and we can really say nine out of the last 11 elections now uh, take a dive this week. The US market takes a dive this week and it's all based on fear, uncertainty and doubt. A stock market is representative of people. So if you throw the next slide up. I will. And I've just um, got some comments coming up. And uh, yes, D- Denise is watching from America. Hi, Denise. And, and, and Quentin is mentioning what about concentrating on Australian stocks and if uh, you weren't here for the very start, we were talking about the top 20 Australian stocks, the most powerful ones, are actually listed on the American Stock Exchange. So what happens in America affects those top 20 
and then that affects Australia as well. But we'll go, uh, we, we're also going to be talking about the effect of China, where we do what America does in regards to China, and that too affects our Australian stocks. Now, I have asked um, Jody to include some hope for us <laughs> towards yeah. where we might look for where the money is, uh, so yeah. that we can, um, so that we can, uh, you know, take advantage of of whichever way it goes. So, um, yeah, you'll be able to watch the replay to get more, a more full answer about the Australian stocks as well. Okay, so throw the next slide up for us. So we expected um, the US market to fall uh, in the last, right from the uh, 15th of October. We had the big fall in the US last night, but that that is nine of the last 11 US elections have gone that way. Now you look on the other side and it's been a track down for the US market and we're gonna see a jump back up for the US market. We relate that to the American stocks and the Australian stocks. Westpac Bank and ANZ Bank have over, are affected by overseas markets. So in the banking sector, Westpac goes up, ANZ goes up, National Strength follows, National Australia Bank follows, and it's very hard if you've got Westpac, ANZ, and National Australia Bank going up, the Commonwealth Bank, as the strongest bank in Australia, won't go up. In fact, it's more likely to leave the, the top four. Macquarie has got a listing in the US, and we've seen that Macquarie has been almost bulletproof against COVID and continues on its way through to $1.85 from about $1.30 uh, where it's trading at the moment. And it might be down a bit today, actually. And so, you know, we used to talk about the top four banks. It's really the top five banks. Macquarie was about number 15 a couple of years ago, two, two and a half years ago. He's now number seven in the top 10 and accelerating. So he's wow. going to bounce back very quickly with this upper upper curve side, which you can't see my mouse doing. <laughs> oh, I, I can put my mouse there, so here. Yeah, so on that on that buyers overpower sellers. Right. Now we don't, we don't have to worry about the media reasons of why it happened. We we just know that this is the cycle it goes through. And okay. all we need on that frame there as long as there is a quick known outcome. That's that's our risk, right? right. That, that uh, Donald has been uh, uh, sitting there uh, complaining about postal votes the whole time. And uh, uh, even the Democrats have, have now voiced concerns about some of the, of the systems in play. You've got Hurricane coming into Florida or wherever it is as we're speaking, and there's going to be issues with voting there, etc. And this could be a George Bush election, which, uh, as you might remember, Trish, was resolved in 2000 using the High Court of America, the Supreme Court. Right. And of course, Amy's just been appointed as uh, a balancing power for Donald Trump in the High Court justice system. So we say there's a dominance of Republican judges there. What I want, I'm really, you know, unbiased as to who wins because I'm very comfortable with the shape of that uh, graph, which means our buying opportunity for the Australian stocks starts 
very, very soon. We're talking days. And, and uh, we, as long as we get a quick resolution, one of the times this didn't work, this chart didn't work, was 2000 with George Bush. They did the, the election on the 7th of November uh, in 2000, and they didn't resolve it till the 12th of December in a high court decision. So, and that led to, you know, the market saying repressed over that time. Because the market hates uncertainty. Yes, the market hates uncertainty. Everybody's happy with Biden. Everybody's happy with Kamala. In fact, you know, at a personal level, if you said to me, Biden or Kamala, I think I'm, I'm there for Kamala. And, uh, uh, and you know, I'm happy for Donald to get a second go at it, stock market wise. And because uh, he's been good for the stock market and we've seen an all time high under Donald Trump. And that has seen the Australian market move back. Now, we don't have the stimulus that the Americans did. So we haven't had a full recovery from COVID, but we don't have their climate. We don't have their issues and we don't have millions of people in hospital either. So as long as Melbourne doesn't lock down and I don't think it's going to, COVID is a, a cold weather um, uh, uh, problem, not a warm weather problem. And we're moving into our summer. Uh, you know, Australia is going to become a lot freer. Well, I'm excited. We'll we'll see. <laughs> yeah, someone better tell the COVID that it's uh, that it's not going to do well in the warm weather. We'll, we'll find out. And and uh, the uh, the pursuit of a vaccine. I, I do have a personal bias there that. Uh, that I do hope an Australian company finds it first because um, I just I, w- I would hate to hate for it to get into the hands of those who will um, mark it up and make it as, as expensive as possible for people. Uh, even though yes. that, w- that would be a good thing to buy stocks in that company, uh, not so great for the rest of us. No, no, we, we don't want the COVID vaccine commercialised. No, no, it's too serious for that. Shall I yeah. go to the next one? Yep, yep. Okay, so this is just a frame showing you how the 2016 election went and there was the fall and there was the rise. Now, if you look at the really big fall just before uh, uh, the weekend, uh, that red bar just before the blue arrow, just down further, a bit further, yeah, that red bar there, that was their Friday night before the election, before the Tuesday election. And... Uh, you see that the market fell dramatically in the three days leading to that, and that's what's happened to us last night. We've just had that big fall down, and now we, we're getting to the point where we're easing, expecting the US market to go up. Our market won't be up tomorrow very much because it'll be nervous about the weekend, and that is, in fact, an opportunity to um, get into the market uh before this election stuff all starts to happen. We traditionally go very flat on the Monday, Tuesday, and this year we've got the Melbourne Cup um, over the top of our market. And if you go back 33 years, there's 31 times our market has rallied into Melbourne Cup that Monday and Tuesday. So uh, Friday is actually a fundamental buy for our market right we're you know we're buying on a low now when you say buying the market 
one of the tricky parts is people not know well which stocks do i buy and okay so we're coming into christmas and uh there's a couple of sectors that do very well at this time technology communication uh retail and uh, consumer staples all good sectors to get into and and i know people are going to go retail you know everybody's going to be nervous i think you're going to find that we're going to have a record retail set uh sector this year with a lot of extra buying we've seen some changes in buying patterns in the australian market with covid and as soon as restrictions are released we're seeing buying patterns right around Australia where people are actually they've been contained and now they're getting back in and buying things you know motor vehicles is, is one thing motor vehicle finance has uh, gone through the roof ap eagers which is you know in the car and motorbike section retailing in Australia and you think they they have would do very badly uh, and of course they have gone through the roof because um public transport uh is diminished and that's a government generally a government owned scenario and people are buying the second car so that they don't have to travel bless you <laughs> and the uh, um people are buying the second car um because they don't want to spend that much time on public transport etc there's people working from home but now they need even people working from home need need a vehicle where you go trish <laughs> <laughs> and um and so uh, uh yeah there there have been sectors in the australian market that have boomed and even though telstra is down communications in general is um up now telstra bleeding out at the moment uh down towards uh $2.50 i haven't checked this afternoon but uh um the potential there is uh telstra is a seasonal stock it always does well at christmas time and so that makes telstra a buy on a falling market and the thing that's been changing in the trends this year with covid is where we used to go online to buy things from overseas where with more australian retailers having an online presence the the beautiful thing is that you can go online and buy something but you're still supporting an australian business and it will exactly. be freighted to you quicker than bringing it in from overseas so you know that that's great that that yeah. we can that and of course holiday destinations if you're stuck in one particular state then i mean with the exception of victoria that's still under some restrictions poor things <laughs> um, people can have their holiday if you live in queensland there's plenty of places you can visit and go and spend your money assuming you've still got some you know because some people are still working their guts out there's this they're busier than ever well there's an interesting conversation i had actually um there's uh, 4 billion dollars is spent on tourism external tourism every year by Australians that's a, a big piece of our economy flies out the door literally and with the lockdown what's happened is um local tourism has gone through the roof and uh, i have a a client in western australia and he just did the run up and down the coast he was due to go to france this year obviously that didn't happen did the run up and down the coast had a great time on the 
well, um, in you know the western coast of Australia, and uh, went to go. Oh, I'll go while watching again. And the fellow while watching guy said, "Look, you haven't got a chance. We've booked out till March. The book, the boat is booked out till March." And then he went to rent, rent a car. And the, the woman laughed, he's in the rental car office, and uh, the woman laughed and said, we won't have a car till after January available. And it's turned the, the, these micro-economies around, you know, local tourism uh, in Queensland, in Western Australia, uh, and to some extent Sydney, it's turned it all around. Now, another thing that's happened very quickly, the change in pattern uh, people moving away from downsizing um, and, you know, the baby boomers going into condominiums and everything has suddenly changed to, you know, being locked down in a two-bedroom apartment in the centre of town is no fun at all. And property is going through the roof. And, th- and that was an unexpected side effect of COVID. It is. We were looking at finding a place for, um, you know, for an investment and uh, we're, we're going to wait until things settle down maybe around March. Yeah. Um, but we're surprised at just how busy it, it, it is out there and the yeah. agents are saying it's hard to find stock. I don't know if that's everywhere, but certainly where we are. It's certainly all up the coast of Queensland. Uh, I know Tasmanian real estate has gone through the roof. I know that, um, uh, you know, anywhere but Victoria, in actual fact, it's Victorians coming out. And uh, uh, I've got a a friend of mine, he does property development. He said, you can't believe it, the last property he had three weeks ago sold for $90,000 more than the asking price in a three-way bid from Melbourne clients who hadn't even seen the property. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And so... Uh, it, it's a seller's market at the moment, and he said the only thing that's wrong with that, of course, is he's got no stock. He yeah. Can't, can't get any reasonable stock. So. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. So shall we keep going with our slides? Yeah. Throw the next slide up. I can't even remember what it is now. Well, we've just done this one. Uh, the 2016 election. Okay. Aussie dollar. Now this is this is a big side benefit from a US election that, that people don't think about. And and you and I, you know, think about holidays, well, we used to think about holidays overseas and go, you know, we want Aussie dollar up. Now the Aussie dollar normally rises into a US election. And then after the US election, the uh, Aussie dollar falls. And it's actually the other way. We're comparing it to the US dollar. So on uncertainty, the US dollar falls and once we, they're greeted with uh, a government, and it doesn't matter whether it's Democratic or Republican, the, right. the confidence comes back into the US dollar, that shoots up, and the Aussie dollar falls. But that's sensational for any of our exports because our exports are sold in US dollars, but they're produced in Aussie pesos, basically. So the lower we go, the more, more it stimulates our economy. All right. And that's what we expect. Literally, you can see that uh, in that chart, the the Aussie dollar rose right there, right into the election. And once they announced that uh, Trump had won there, the market, the the US dollar, uh, the Aussie dollar commenced to fall against the US dollar. Wow, quite, quite a substantial fall in value, and the and the US dollar 
the Aussie dollar really didn't change against bas the basket of currencies in the world. The, the US dollar shot up and... You're expecting the same next week? Absolutely. Once, once we declare a known outcome, and the, on, the only um, staggering force on this is if there is no clear winner and they have to decide it in, in a court battle. Right. Yeah. Right. And uh, we were talking about um, property before, and Denise has just posted that because um, she's in the US, that yeah. foreign properties are being bought sight unseen. That's um, it's incredible. It reminds me of that that movie, um, uh, The Big Short, where yes. people were going crazy before then. That was a different set of circumstances, but uh, yeah. And yeah. This, this is just a change in how people think, you know. The, uh, uh, it was okay to have a studio apartment in town and eat out every night. But mm. now, the, the, if, you, if you have to stay home, you know, the last thing you want is a small apartment in the city. And the thing that you actually want is 800 metres of land and, uh, uh, you know, a four bedroom house to live in. Yeah, to get away from each other sometimes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, six bedroom. <laughs> All right, and, go to the next and, one. Uh, look, just before we go on, the um, uh, the thing that has gone berserk, and I noticed my, I've got young daughters and uh, my wife and her friends, all of a sudden, everybody's growing veggies at home. Yes. My, my, my 20-year-old and my 25-year-old daughter both have their own gardens going with you know that's what they're doing now and the boys they don't give a rats but the <laughs> the the girls all out in the garden and fresh veggies and getting your own stuff um it's big okay good well we'll keep moving yep and we'll go is it the next one Can yeah that's just that's just china and uh there's a lot of money to be made in the chinese exchange and we don't have to know about the stocks we can just trade the index for the Chinese index, the top 50, and that it's called the China A50. And they're all stocks that are uh, at least 50% communist government owned, but uh, they're all prospering substantially. And uh, after the election, they'll go up and, and they'll put on, um, you know, another 5% of growth into December. I wouldn't mind doing <coughs> another, um interview with you to explain index trading to people because that's where where they yeah. can manage of taking rather than picking and choosing stocks taking an index which is a slice of the of certain number of the top stocks and trading the trend of that uh which is what what i do which is what you've taught me to do um and be, but i think that'll take a little bit more time to go through yes absolutely i'm just conscious of time so that we yeah. want to make sure we get the best parts while we've still got you, because I know you've got to keep moving with your day and, and people want to keep Okay, yeah, so that's, oh, is that's, that the last one? Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's why it went black before when I um when yeah. we did that. That has been fascinating, Jody. So basically after the election it's gonna go up either way. Yep. But after that, uh, unless there's a delay. The in delay. What, the what we're worried about the, the two risks we face here with buying tomorrow uh, as, as a low in the market is um, uh, China 
Um, China's increased its military alert in the last couple of weeks, and uh, part of that would be the Q4 exercises coming up. Um, but part of it, the, the concern is that if there's a dispute in the in the leadership in the U.S., that um, it might be an opportunity for China to physically reacquire Taiwan. And we've seen increased military activity on the Chinese coast across from that. But, you know, that it could just be a response to the exercise, etc. So that's one risk. The other risk, of course, is a delay in the outcome. But the, the Chinese one is remote and the um, election, if we get a, a quick uh, result, we've got uh, a bull market till Christmas. And if we get a bull market till Christmas, that runs into the end of January and into February. And then we'll have a bit of a dip down in March, uh, a bit of a profit take from the run. But our potential uh, with us falling, you know, warmer climate, going into summer, COVID falling, not being such a big problem for us here, our potential is a run back uh, of more than 10% on the index overall, which carries through most of your top 200 stocks. All your dividend stocks will benefit. All right. Yeah. What I want to bring to people's attention as well, if this has been of interest to you, I'm going to show you Jodie's website at Investor Centre, um, which will be coming up here. So his website is www.investorcentre.com.au, which, uh, here we go, I've got that going across the bottom. Yep. So investorcentre.com.au. Now, there are two programs that uh, Jody is very helpful with. He does have a day trading program that you can subscribe to where he uh, sends out his recommendations in the morning and uh, that is to do with index trading and the other one is where there are periodic trades through the year there are certain times of the year where the market usually moves in a known direction for particular reasons melbourne cup being one of them and uh, i do need to disclose that i actually i know jody because he gave me a job when i was in trouble and uh, he was actually helped me to helped me to be able to make enough money to keep my lawyers paid so <laughs> i know ever grateful for that uh, he's not trader who got me in trouble this was <laughs> i need to be <laughs> 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 not after that and um it was a godsend for me because i learned how to how to trade and uh i'm doing that once again now that i've got my nerve back uh doing that once again and quite successfully so you will be able to find out more about that but you do need to quote my name if you want a discount Yes. because uh, this is business you know so if you want to know more about what Jody does make sure you say and he's got someone in the office also called Trish so that's not the Trish you're talking about you say the troublemaker no 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 not that one just say just say for the webinar on Trish TV you need to quote Trish TV to get a discount how much is the discount Jody I uh, I think that was 20 percent wasn't it 20 percent yep uh, of which I take half. No, <laughs> so, so, so there's that. And, and, uh, you can have half the discount, Trish. 
Um, so I, I do recommend you check that out further. Um, his website is getting revamped because it's pretty ugly right now, but it's it's getting it's getting redone. But that doesn't take away from the smarts he has in his head. So he's got other people doing that. Now I also need to draw your attention. Leaders are readers, and so what I would like to remind you that Trish TV is sponsored by. Let me find you. Imagine, imagine the books that you wanted to read that you could just take the guts of it and absorb it. So imagine the best books in leadership and, and business and change in 12-minute reads. Where, and you can either read it or have it read to you, audio, or even sometimes with Read It For Me, they provide videos of like cartoony type things to get you the main points of what's in that book. I sometimes want to grab a, a, a USB cord, stick it in my ear and just download stuff because I just don't have the time to read all the things I want to. So read it for me. And uh, if you use the slash Trish TV, I'll put it in the uh, in the text at the bottom you will um i am an affiliate for them but you can find a way to to get a hold of those books um very cheap and uh, get them coming along so um thank you for that now jody ellis it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on you it's, are, been a it's been good hasn't it and yeah. the other thing is um when i give my talks i will often and i'll just put my little self promo up here where are we have we got that here? Hang on. There we go. When I speak on resilience, courage, and leadership, particularly when I speak on money, I actually quote Jody Ellis for one of my number one lines. This is actually his, where we say, uh, there are only two rules of investing. Rule number, one, uh, rule number one is never invest more than you can afford to lose. And what is rule number two, Jody? See rule number one. <laughs> you forget. <laughs> I, I was interested in the two rules. <laughs> <laughs> you said them. You taught me, and that's what I. And, and, and am I right or am I right, Jody? You're absolutely right. The the uh, investment is always a risk, and uh, even money in the bank these days isn't isn't quite what you think. And uh, so always investments diversify and be prepared that one of your diversifications can go wrong even under the best circumstances it certainly can look thank you so much for being with us on trish tv jody ellis of I mean, you tell me the two rules. <laughs> I did tell you the two. okay rule number one rule number yeah. one never invest more than you can afford to lose absolutely rule number two see rule number one uh, okay. <laughs> it was yours. Yep. <laughs> I, I wrote that a while ago. <laughs> what is that? I wrote that a while ago. <laughs> well, it was 2008 when I was with you and, and learning this stuff, but it's it's never left me, and it is it is um, timely wisdom. So uh, that has it has been great. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's been wonderful having people watching on the program and I will be reposting these in a few places. Um, you'll be able to watch the recording and uh, get in touch if you about any of the things that have been on here if you uh, want some more information. All right, everybody, bless your heaps and we'll see you next time. Thank you.